back with the Hammer Podcast. Now, friends, today we join you on the microphone that is the excellence in pastoral broadcasting. That's right, friends. This microphone is better than all the rest. But as we begin, because we know everyone's been... Thank you, Brinkley. Yes, thank you. That's right. Thank you, Brinkley. We've been... um, You've been anticipating, and we've been preparing. We want to talk about this week's sermon. And, I mean, it was quite the feat. Jesus on the Sea of Galilee, nature versus Jesus. Jesus wins, of course. But before he gets to the Sea of Galilee, he's got a scribe coming up to him, asking him all these questions. A scribe, a man of the law, someone that should know the scriptures. So... You brought up some of the importance of that interaction. Let's can we go over it a little bit more here before we get as we get started? Absolutely. I mean, it's crazy to think. So this is a guy that, in our terms, is kind of. I mean, he's the lawyer. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, he, he understands. He's the, he's the, the Alan law. Dershowitz. Oh, the Alan, the Dersh, as they call him. Yeah, he's got a good book out now called "Get Trump," actually. But that triggered me. I'm triggered right now because uh, yes, he said that. Well, uh, Dershowitz should give me some money for uh, you know promoting that, but nonetheless, yeah, it is look, a good book. Yes, of course. Uh, but these are the guys that are supposed to know, right? So here's they're supposed to know the law and be the people that can interpret the law the best, right? And here Jesus just comes from this teaching, where the people are saying, "Wow, we've never heard anyone speak with this authority," and then they even singled out the scribes because, of course, the scribes were supposed to be the authority on the law, right? And they understood, they understood that Jesus, his whole main point right of the sermon on the mount they understood was he was deconstructing their interpretation their wrong interpretation that's right of the mosaic law so they say we've never heard anyone speak with this type of authority he speaks you know much greater than the scribes i mean the scribes don't speak like this and then here you have a scribe so catch the irony you have a scribe coming up to jesus nonetheless uh to talk to him and and to ask a question it's uh it's rather remarkable well he doesn't ask a question actually right he really kind of makes a statement which is you know i'm gonna wherever you go i'm going yeah and this is a scribe so he's supposed to be the one that knows right and he comes up to jesus wherever you go i'm gonna follow you right like quoting rahab or uh ruth he's quoting ruth and boaz yeah i yeah, I don't think he knows he's quote. Maybe he is. You know, we don't know because he certainly should know as a scribe well, of the he Old would, Testament. Yeah, he would know the But phrase. it certainly harkens back to that, right? Yeah, definitely. You definitely. know, where you have, I mean, you have Naomi, not Rahab. All right, yeah. Well, but, we said Ruth in the book of Ruth. Yes. Yes. Right. Naomi you know, in the book of Ruth. You were wrong. And we could edit this, but we're not. Why would we edit it? Because we're just going to be real. That's you know, what I'm Sometimes saying. we make mistakes when That's we're talking. That's right. Right? No, seriously. So, right? But she says to Ruth, I don't even... You know, I'm going to go where you go, wherever you go, I go, and your God is my God. Yes. So here this scribe, and, and Naomi didn't know exactly where Ruth was going, mm-hmm. nor at that time did she seemingly completely grasp Jehovah God. Right. You know, she got all that. Here's a scribe we don't really know his heart at this point. Maybe he's a thrill seeker because he saw what Jesus was doing. He heard him teach. Now he sees him healing, sees what he's doing. Hey, man, wherever you go, I'm going to go. Right, uh, but I would say this though, that we know Jesus is far more wise than any of us. Amen. Now I have lived enough life 
to know that a red flag comes up to me whenever I see someone that seems to be a little too zealous. Mm. Like when somebody comes up, I've never met them before, and they're like, yeah, I want to be a pastor. Uh, do you have this or that? Can you I know, preach I, in your I pulpit? Join. Yeah, well, well, we've had that too. Well, <laughs> yeah, we've had that yeah, too. People would be shocked that people, <laughs> we, we monthly probably, we get people that call us, email, or stop by the church and actually say, hey, I'm in this intern program to be a pastor, and you know, I wanted to intern here, and part of what it calls for is me to preach two times. And yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. We're just we don't know you. Yeah, we're just gonna throw you it's, in the pulpit. It's right? crazy. It's crazy. But, but I crazy. think you know, again, we don't know this guy's heart. But I think life should teach most of us when somebody seems a little too uh, zealous about whatever it is mm-hmm. to kind of red flag. You know, maybe when we're younger we don't get it and we're like this is great this sure. person's all in right but then we get some seasoning in life and we're just kind of like yeah okay let's wait and see mm-hmm. right let's and, then, and see. then the next day you don't see the person they're on a milk carton mm-hmm. uh, that's a reference some of our younger folks wouldn't know yeah that's all but, right uh, yeah. but you're on a milk carton and you don't know where they're at i mean they're missing but he comes up and says man i'm gonna go wherever you want to go and then jesus gives them a rather remarkable, I think, uh, you know, answer. I mean, frankly, it's not anything he could imagine, right? But he's saying, look, I don't, you know, foxes have holes. Birds have nests, right? I, I'm the son of man. I don't have anywhere to lay my head. Mm-hmm. Now, in a moment, he's going to go on a boat. And they had a cushion and kind of at the front of the boat. He's going to lay, lay his and, head. Right, so there's all this irony yes, coming out Yeah, there. right, right. If, you know. Here's what I learned when you when you're preaching the word, there's all these, and that's kind of what the podcast is here, somewhat sermon leftovers. I mean, you you when people say, "I don't know how to fill an hour," I don't know how you can't. <laughs> right. I mean, there's just so much to say. Right. Uh, and if it was up to me, we we you know we'd preach for an hour, an hour and ten minutes. Right. Maybe two hours. Yeah, but my wife is clear that no one can listen <laughs> to me that long. Uh, oh yeah. So well, anyway, but some of our faithful listeners might, but that's yeah, okay. That's right, All that's right, right, that's okay. Uh, but so I mean, this is a remarkable thing, right? So anyway, Jesus made his point clear that look, I'm not in this world. That this is this is not my home, and of course, by extension, it's not ultimately uh, our home. So there you go. There's the scribe. Yeah, no, that's good. So, and then this whole idea of let your, you know, let the dead bury their dead. Are we supposed to actually hate our parents? Right, well. Because know. he's like, you know, if you don't hate your father and mother, you right. know, you can't follow me. Let the dead bury their dead. I mean, I think there's a lot of believers that would read that and have a little bit of uh, agita, to use the Italian yeah. term. Yeah, that's right. Well, look, I, and there again, in that reference that you bring up, you know, hate your parents. It's the same sort of thing. You know, Jacob, have I loved? Esau, have I hated? Right. Um, the the hated is is it's it's not a like I'm just gonna hate you to hate you. Right. Right. Hatred, like we think of hatred. Right. Uh, or some sort of prejudicial hatred or something like that. Um, but but it's it's a comparison. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And and obviously we're to love our parents, but the whole point is. When it comes to, now, I don't know that we can honestly say in our lives this is, that we've arrived and this is where we're at. 
but the goal of our lives, right, part sanctification, becoming more like Christ, we should reach a point where Jesus means so much to us. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our love, our admiration, our dedication to Christ is so far above everything else and everyone else that it's as if we hate them. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's what he's alluding to there. And I would dare say that all of us have a long way to go <laughs> yeah, in that. That'd be but, true. But that's the point that uh, that's the point that he's making. And of course, there he's just saying, look, if if I'm calling you to go somewhere now, you go now. Right. The point there isn't that everyone has to go somewhere. You know, minister where you're at. Right. But if I do call you, because it's almost like this disciple, and again, we don't know this disciple's heart, but it's almost like he's trying to almost get ahead of things. Like, man, I'm this guy's gonna, this scribe's gonna follow you wherever you are. Now I don't know where the scribe came from. I've been following behind you mm-hmm. for a good while. I was, I was pretty close to you, in fact, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus. Mm-hmm. This scribe, we never saw him. He was way far away. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't even in the right now. The again, area. I don't know. This is how it went down, but this is how I think that it might have gone down. Right yeah. now, he, this disciple, watches the scribe come and say, "I'll follow you wherever you go." Yeah, like to one-up the scribe. Like, okay, he did this. Well, I'm going to go even farther. Right, right. So he's kind of like, hmm, this whole issue of follow. You know, I'll, I'll follow you too, but I've got a few things to do here. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of that uh, at play. We don't know exactly what's going through people's minds, the hearts of the people. But Jesus knows all of them, uh, and he knows our hearts perfectly. So Yeah. But indeed, some interesting statements before he even gets on the boat. Which... I mean, okay, so then it takes us to the boat. Now we're on the Sea of Galilee, mm-hmm. right? He's got the disciples with him. He had no place to lay his head. Ironically, now he's sleeping on the boat. Yes, right. Let, let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, because it really is the statement that the disciples make. What kind of man is this that even the wind and waves obey his voice? I mean, yeah. that, that alone is a, it really is an earth-shattering statement yeah yeah no it is uh and you know i I think look the practical aspect is that we we have storms in our lives sure right we're we're not we may not be on an actual boat now we might be uh and we see something i remember my father telling me years ago before he was married went to bermuda uh, with a couple guys, you know, friends of his, and I think the Triangle, Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's hope no, not. Yeah, the actual island of Bermuda. Bermuda no, and then they rented a boat, and they're out there fishing, and I think they were going to do some snorkeling or something. Anyway, two of the guys are snorkeling. My dad's on the boat. He looks out and he sees—I forget what they're called now. Some of you listening will know this, but he sees what what he thought was some sort of tor- you know tornado type thing on the water, right? Right. At yeah. a distance, and he's like, uh oh. Yeah, oh, that, that's right. And that's nothing compared. Now, he was not a believer at that time, and that's nothing compared to this. Right. Doesn't even really tie into anything here, except I think it's pretty cool. Well, so and, anyway. but the storm on the water right. and just the, the overwhelming sense that the apostle, the right, disciples right. are feeling. Right. Well, they were. And the point is, right, okay, so in our lives, we're not in an actual boat all the time taking on water, but we are in a boat taking on water and something in our lives, right? And it's easy for us at that moment to think. Again, we know theologically, I hope, in our hearts and minds this isn't true, but we think 
where's Jesus? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he really doesn't care about me. Right. Or he can't help me here. He's not strong enough. Right. Or maybe our emotions are whispering that to us, mm-hmm. right? And that's why it's so important to know God's word and to be able to come back to these truths and these events in the life of Jesus. That's why they're given to us, so that we can come back to them and say, wait a minute, no, nah, no, nah, you know, I may be feeling this way, I may be thinking this, but that's not right. Right. And, and that's part of the reason this is so important. All right, so some of the lessons that you brought up at the end, I think were helpful and really merit a little bit more time um, here on the podcast. One of them was that Jesus, as our creator, controls creation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and there it was just, and I think this is part of the reason we're given this story, right? Obviously, he can control it because he created it. Right. 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 He, he knows all the facets of it. Right. Which sounds simple. If you believe the Bible, that makes sense, right? But a lot of the culture has this, like, strange relationship with the Bible where they want to somehow lean into science in the theoretical sense. Yeah, that's right. And, that's right. you know, you almost almost pull Jesus out of his control over creation. Yeah, that's right. And, and we see that. In fact, I mentioned, you know, the whole thing about... Uh, Climate change? Well, global freezing in the 70s, (laughs) right? Well, yeah, right, right. right. And and it's all there. Yeah, because that's a love of this Right, all people have to do is look it up, and it's Mm -hmm. all there, right? Just like it. then it was global warming. Of course, now they changed the climate change because, I mean, what does that mean? Yeah, it can mean whatever you want to Every day the weather changes, right? So that's like, you know. um, But, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's the world wants to take... Jesus out of being the creator. Right. And then almost and, worship creation. They do worship creation, but they worship climate. Right. In the name of science. Well, anybody that's like in the religion. know, and I think anybody that listens to this podcast, all five people that listen to it, you're in the know. I think there are six. <laughs> you finally got your wife to listen? That's good. <laughs> that's good. No, look, I would say this, that, you know, we, we realize, okay, if you don't care about a baby in a womb. Right. You don't care about a tree. Right. You don't care about the ozone layer. You don't care about the ocean or the animals uh, yeah, in you, the ocean. You don't, right. And all these people talking about climate change, they get on jet airlines, and in one flight, that uh, they emit far more than our cars will emit in a year driving right. down the road. Okay? Right, right, right. Unless you do a whole lot of driving. But we're the bad then, guys. Yeah, right. And we then drive. they'll say, well, there's, you know, you know everything's eroding. Uh, you're not going to have any oceanfront, but then they buy oceanfront property. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, we get what they're doing. All you have to do is just think about these people. They do, what, the most vulnerable is a baby in the womb. Mm-hmm. They'll slaughter them in a heartbeat. They're even saying, "Hey, look, as soon as it's born, you know, you decide, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Let's murder they, all yeah. the way up to birth, okay, yeah. and, and even after. past birth, right? And then you're going to tell me you care about a tree, you care about the ocean, you or care an about elephant or whatever. No, you don't. Yeah. And, and anybody that's in the know realizes all this is, is a scheme to take all this the money that allegedly is going towards that to use for other things. And if you don't know it and you say, I've never heard this, well, now you've heard it. That's the truth. Go fact check us and get back with us. Yeah. Okay, now. So, yeah. So, so Jesus makes it clear that uh, he's in control of creation. And he makes it clear through the story that 
again, that he cares for us when our emotions maybe say, does he really care? Yeah. And we're at the brink of like, I might die. What's going to happen? Right. He comes in and he does care for us. That's right. Yeah. And then we see that Jesus, and I think this story, it even, like their words, as we said earlier, prove that Jesus is greater than we can even think. As they marveled and said, what sort of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's almost, it it appears to me, now you can be the judge, right, the interpreter, uh, be a good Berean, but it appears to me that they're, in essence, that it's almost like they should have known that Jesus was great. And certainly I think they got had an idea of his greatness. He just healed people. Yeah, right? they, they'd seen some he, miracles all leading up to this. Right, he, they'd heard his tremendous teaching with authority. But it's but at this moment, we're catching them. And this is what I love about, you know, the, the Holy Spirit uh, giving us this. We're, we're catching them at a moment where this is all happening right then and there. Mm-hmm. And right then and there in that moment. You know, it's one thing for us to read about this crazy storm, right? And Jesus calming it. And we say, oh, that's great. And in our minds, we all have a picture of what that looked like. It's another thing being there. Yeah, yeah. These guys were there, and right after it happens, they're like, wow, what sort of man is this? Even the winds and seas obey him, right? Oh. So I, I think it, again, lets us know. It's kind of a picture of what I think is going to happen. Not what I think. What I know is going to happen, right? Uh, when the Lord takes us home, whether he comes for us or, or we go through the, the, the gate of physical death, right? It, however great we think he is, he's that much greater. Yeah. Our, our minds, our human minds can't even comprehend how awesome our God is. Yeah. Which, I mean, it reminds me of Romans 11, right? The wall of worship. Who's known the mind of God? How, you know. Yeah, that's right. Who can be his counselor? Everything was created by him, through him, yeah, for him. Yeah, we just awesome. come to him and worship how great. great he is. Yeah, that's good. Well, And I think, you know, the last point is that you said Jesus will never fail us. I, yeah. I You know, if we ask a question about that, if we're honest, I think a lot of people sometimes think Jesus is going to let us down. Because yeah. so many humans let us down. Or we and think so that we, he has. Right, or he we, has. We look right. at where we're at in life and we think that he has. Yeah, right? Not that yeah. he will, but that he already has. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's easy for our, again, our emotions. Yeah. Right, which are tainted by the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, to think things that are simply not true, unbiblical. That's why we have to continually uh, have our minds. Renewed. Right, through yeah. the word. That's right. Yeah, and as we hear that, it's the, right? God yeah. will take care of his children. That's right, that's right. Without fail, he's done it for thousands of years. All right, well, okay, yep. Oh, Snurdly's he's given us a hard transition here. So let me, uh, I'm going to turn into the vault. Yes. Okay. And, yep, all right, here we go. I have here... In my formerly wing, East Coast wing-stained hands, the next question for the Inquisition. Yes, that's right, friends. And this one is, can someone believe in theistic evolution and still be saved? Which I think is kind of fitting, since here we're talking about God's power over creation 
But, you know, mm. nevertheless, a good yeah. question. Can someone believe in theistic evolution and still be saved? Yeah, no, it is an excellent question. And, and I'll just say that obviously we don't know people's hearts, right? Sure, sure. But what what is the gospel? Okay, right? Paul tells us, right? Death, burial. And resurrection. Resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now that certainly takes into it into account a robust Christology that we understand he's sinless, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, his death uh, can be substitutionary because he had never sinned. Right. Um, So, okay. So the answer to your question, I think, is yes, that you can, that somebody can say on the one hand, I believe in the gospel. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. But I, but I also believe when I read Genesis or whatever, I believe in theistic evolution. Mm-hmm. However, I'll say this. They cannot understand what theistic evolution actually says. Hmm. They, they can't understand what it actually says and what the Bible says and say, oh, okay, that's, you know, that, that goes together. Right, that, that's right, cogent. right. Okay. Yeah. So most people uh, that I have run into, at least, simply don't understand or don't see where evolution just does not mesh with Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like hold to evolution loosely in some strange, unconnected sense. Well, they to don't the Bible. quite understand, you know, everything that evolution. Is saying right, right, and of course, a theistic, a theistic evolution, evolutionist is not necessarily very different from an atheistic evolution, except they're 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 saying many times they'll basically say evolution. Yeah, we agree on all the principles, except I'm going to say there's a God that ordained it or started it, right? Yeah, initiated but, right, it, but, right? But but they don't understand that. Okay, to believe. In evolution, you have to believe Adam and Eve weren't the first people. <laughs> yeah. In fact, they might not have even been actual people. Uh, they're just simply uh, metaphors in Scripture, right? Uh, that are thrown out there. Okay, so but but you would have to say that okay, you, you had what we would call humans. Okay, I won't use all all the scientific terms. And then at some point, God decided to put his image in two of them you know and this is adam and eve and it got started from there okay so it's yeah. just it, it's it's completely foolish mm-hmm. and and here's the deal and this is i'm not going to get all on evolution i've preached it plenty of times right here's the deal i'm more than happy to die go before the lord and have him say to me at the bema you idiot you gave me far too much credit for creation you said I just spoke it into existence. No, no, no. I, I, I used this whole thing. You know, it's kind of hard. I can't just speak it. I, I got to do this I and had that. To, uh, this you and know, this. I'm yeah. totally cool with that. I'm totally cool with Jesus saying, you know what? You thought I was greater than I actually am. You thought I was more powerful than I am. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm being facetious because that's not going to happen. Sure, amen, right. But if we're going to default to one position, we'd rather give God more power Right, and, and, and I'll say this. I know a lot of pastors, because I talk to them 
Uh, I've been in their circles. I know even other Christian leaders that will say behind closed doors, yeah, I know creationism is true, Mm -hmm. but I want to reach more people. Right, right. More influence. Yeah. And a lot of times when they say that, in my opinion, there have been different people, I won't mention names, that I think a lot of it is I want to make sure the money keeps coming in. Yeah. So I don't want to offend anyone or whatever. Yeah. But obviously the whole idea that you will reach anyone for Christ using a lie or a ruse or holding back truth is completely false. Yeah. So... Yeah. We're out of time, so I'll leave we it are, at that. We are out of time, but, you know, if the evolution-creation conversation does, you know, wet your fancy, as they might say, there's lots of sermons that Mike has preached online. We'd love for you to check them out, and uh, thanks for tuning in. This is the Hammer Podcast. <laughs>